I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Always a pleasure. Yet another week, episode 91. I'm going to talk to you today, Influence Without Authority. How are you influencing the people around you when you may not have the authority to do so? It's the final wrap-up of my little insecurity series. Maybe one day I'm going to do it again because this has struck a chord. But we are wrapping up the insecurity series that I've been working on over the past few weeks. Did not have a plan. This just kind of rolled out the way it was. Um... Someone asked me to do an episode on insecurity. Someone else asked me to do an episode on uh, imposter syndrome, and it just rolled into these other ones. So that's that's just the way that it happened. So I want to wrap it up today because I do think, I do think that influence is where insecurity, the end. It's the end of the insecurity conversation. Say that we're all looking for influence. We're all looking to be influential because it means that we're included. It means that we're recognized, and it means that that we're valuable. And so, ultimately, we're really looking for for that idea of influence. Let me recap, though. Let me recap this fantastic series that I've been doing over the past few weeks. I started off with insecurity in the workplace, broad based, broad strokes, big picture. Everyone's insecure. If you think when you look around the office that everyone's got their shit together except you, I want you to know this. I don't lie to you. I will never lie to you. Nobody has their shit together at the office. Nobody has their shit together at home. I can tell you that right now. Um, So keep that in mind. Then we went into imposter syndrome. How, as an entrepreneur going in front of a big client, as a director, executive director, managing director, trying to get into the C-suite, how do we feel like we're supposed to be at that table without feeling like an imposter? Why are we always afraid of people trying to figure us out that we're not really as good as we think we are presenting ourselves um, as such? So that one really struck a chord. Got a lot of notes on that. A lot of thank you notes um, because I feel like that's really something that that is running around 12 days out of the week across, across the board. Then we go into how to communicate. How does insecurity affect our ability to communicate? I did it in the context of work. This could go on beyond to home, community, whatever. Uh, but how to communicate when we're insecure. When we're insecure, we have negative thoughts. When we're insecure, negative stress mindset brings us, we default back to what's called the dark side of behavior, if you're a Hogan fan, and that brings us to to that. And then last week, we talked about how much is your, your insecurity and your humility impacting your ability to aim higher. Are we just, because we're so insecure, are we aiming too low because it's comfortable and easy and we're not really breaking out of our shell? Uh, so there you go. So that's that's where we are. Now, this week, I would like to talk to you about how to have influence without the authority. And when we talk about authority and we talk about influence, two different things. Authority, we generally think of a person in power. And authority doesn't mean power. Um, you know, there's a saying that goes around, the most powerful person in the room generally isn't in the CEO's seat. When you walk into any meeting at work, generally you know who has the authority in the room. Now you've got title, but you also have 
the expertise of who's actually influencing the most amount of people in that room. And sometimes there are multiple based on, you know, when you get into a really powerful room, it's fantastic. We're really influential people who are there, experts and comfortable in their own skin and everything else. It's, it's fantastic. So I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, how do you have influence while you have a position of power, although you should wield that, um, you should wield that appropriately, I suppose. Um, not I suppose, you just should. Uh, we've heard plenty of stories otherwise. But I'm not talking about being in a position of power. What I'm talking about is how do you influence other people regardless of position? Now, when we talk about influence, what are we actually talking about, right? Because we all want influence. And I'm going to pair it up a little bit later with recognition because that's that's an important pairing, I think. Influence and influencer has recently become more of a popular um, moniker, I guess, in the world of social media. And I, I find it Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to say bad things about influencers, right? Mama always said, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. But some people like to influence via their pictures on Instagram, and that's great. And good for them for making their money. Um, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about social media influence. I'm not talking about, you know, what we want, and I'm speaking for you now because I feel like you want what I want, is we want recognition that we're providing value. And we feel like we provide value and that we're welcome by having influence. Now, I would say recognizing our influence is the at, at its core a wrap-up of all of our insecurity complexes. And knowing that we have influence and finding out the way that we have influence, um, it's not the same as recognition, but it's similar. They have similar feelings. Um, I want to talk about how we can have the recognition and influence, how we have to recognize it. We're going to talk about macro versus micro. It's external. It's an internal challenge, not an external challenge. I want to talk about finding your lane today. I want to talk about different types of ways to use influence, what it actually looks like, because it's not always from authority. And it takes many different forms. And I'm going to share some of my stories of influence as well, okay, that I recognize and I appreciate and, and all of that. So we all want to have an impact, period. Right. I mean, you could look at the desperation of people on social media um, trying to be an influencer. It's, it's cringeworthy. It's people are trying to influence in this inauthentic way because they want to have an impact. They're looking externally for some kind of validation that they're doing a good job, that they have influence and that that they're influencing some kind of positive outcome. When we say that we want recognition and many of my clients when I talk to them, you know, their frustrations of I'm, I should be in a managing director at this point. I should be in the C-suite at this point. I'm not getting recognized for my work. I don't feel like yada, yada, yada. I, I res It resonates with me because I used to have those same, same feelings. Uh, I used to be frustrated. I wasn't getting recognition that I wanted. Then I realized I wasn't influencing people in the right way. The recognition was bogus. It's my own challenge of figuring out how I personally, internally can influence other people. And when you realize that you ultimately have control over the influence you have on other people, and we need to recognize that we all have great influence on other people, all of a sudden the conversation changes very, very quickly. Insecurity is an internal challenge. And when we look externally for a validation of our influence, you're going to be waiting for a long time. Okay? You get these little spikes. That's why social media is fine. You get your little spike in the brain and everything. But nobody really cares. People just like stuff. They don't even, they don't even read it. 
Let's move away from social media. Let's focus on work. We wait for people to tell us we're doing a good job. I would challenge you as you're going. The big question today is, where are you most influential at the office? It's a difficult question to answer. Now, I've asked in the past couple of weeks, I've asked, what value do you bring? What value do other people get from working with you at the office? Um, when we, What is your level of expertise and what are you an expert in? What is your skill set? And it may not be this normal, I'm great at Excel type of uh skill set. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's conversations. Maybe whatever. All of this stuff, we have to figure out how can we be influential at the office. Now, when I think about my audiences at the office, you have three audiences. You've got people who report to you, your associates. We call them your associates. You've got your clients, which could be business partners, whatever. And you've got your shareholders, your bosses, okay, all the way up. How to have influence on all three of those Similar but different. There's lots of different ways. But if you were to sit and think, how do I have influence over the people over my team? It's not just because you're the boss. How do you influence them to be uh, uh, become a, a better person? I would say that real influential people are making the people around them better. That's what it's not about. You know, if we were to define influence, we're to define influence. Influence isn't just making people do what you want. Influence is challenging people to be better than what they currently are. And that goes up, that goes sideways, and it goes down. So when we think about macro versus micro, macro, externally, big picture, you've got your three audiences, we want to be influential to them, let's think about it. Now let's go inside. How can you be influential to them and what are you bringing to that table to be influential to them? It's a good exercise and something to think about is how can you influence not just the people on your team, how are you influencing up and how are you influencing sideways? Now, there are different ways to use influence and to have influence. Influence takes many different forms. You're not just going to come in like a boss to the board of directors and tell them what's what because you want to be influential that day. It's not going to work. But I'm, I'm going to give three, and I've looked around a little bit on, on some of the different ways to have influence, and, and they had three decent ones that I narrowed it down to. First one I'm going to start with is your knowledge and expertise. You are an expert. And if you look back to the imposter syndrome conversation um, that we had, aiming too, high, uh, too low conversation we had, we have to recognize what you're an expert in. You have knowledge. You have experience. You have perspective. You have opinions. All of these, this knowledge, expertise, opinions, everything, all of this lines up to you being an expert and people paying attention to your expertise. Now, when you're paying attention to this type of expertise, we need to stay in our lane. It's a fragile, fragile construction of influence because very quickly we want to be an, an expert in everything and we step outside of our lane. And that damages our ability and our reputation to be influential. Because once you get cracks in that armor, you start to lose some of your authority. Okay? So influence uh, from a knowledge and expertise perspective. You are an expert in your particular area. Recognize it and continue to grow that. That's one. Number two, another way to have influence is through your relationships. Now, when I talk about physical wellness, mental wellness, and social wellness, social being one of the core three that we actually need to focus on, your relationships will save you and influence so many ways that if you're not focused on building your social network now, you are light years behind and you need to get moving. 
I'm terrible at this. Okay, I'll admit it. So I usually, if I want my influence, I'm drawing on my expertise and my background and everything, and I'm telling my stories uh, of, of that. That's my influence, if, if I can go that way. I'm not good at upholding relationships and creating relationships and doing I'm terrible at it. Um, and I know that I should be better at it. And I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> but your relationships have value. Your relationships have influence. And when people come and take a look at you, and see the people surrounding you, all of a sudden your reputation goes up, your influence goes up, and everything else. So when we take a look at your relationships, forging good, solid, constructive relationships, it's a great way to wield your influence, and, and, and it impacts your ability to be influential. Number three, and this one is on a lot of the research I looked at, but um, and, and it's true to a point, so I'd, I'd put a little asterisk next to this, um, institutional knowledge. If you've been working at a place for a long time, you have an institutional knowledge. I would say this is going away a little bit uh, simply because things are changing so quickly. So very quickly, you could become irrelevant. But your institutional knowledge, knowing where the bodies are buried, knowing all of that, that's influence. Okay, so you may not be in a senior leadership position, but you have institutional knowledge. You have influence on the way decisions get made. That's great. Okay, so find your lane, your area of expertise. Uh, uh, in some instances, your institutional knowledge will completely help you. So all of these are you. All of these are, you know, when we talk about external versus internal, your knowledge and expertise is you. Your relationships and how you approach relationships is you. Your institutional knowledge, your, your history, your, your, your background at the organization is all you. These are what you can control. And by having that, other people will eventually recognize it. And that's why when we talk about having influence, yes, we want to influence externally. We want to look externally to find all the people that we can influence, yada, yada, yada. But ultimately, it comes down to you recognizing how you, you, can influence other people. And so if you were to pause and think, how do I actually have influence? Everybody has it. Everybody has really good influence. They may not have the authority to do it because authority is bogus. Authority comes from your influence. It comes from your expertise. And whether you're one person on a team where your boss is there and everyone's high impact and everything else, you can have your influence by focusing on what you can control. Here's what influences me. And it's I can recognize it very quickly. I said at the beginning, nobody has their shit together, but some people really look like they do. And that's great. And influence is about making someone better. So what influences me is a person who knows their North Star. They've got self-awareness. They know, they know their limitations. They're comfortable in their own skin. A person in control, a person who's logical, a person who um, can separate their logic from emotions. Uh, our influence is based on how we are perceived. And so when we try to take a look at how we are perceived by other people, when we take a look at um, the influence we wish to have, ultimately we have influence when other people perceive us in the way we wish them to see us. And we should be wishing people to see us in the way that we actually are. Okay, This is all one big bucket of everything. We are more comfortable when we're true to ourselves. We attract the people who are comfortable with us being comfortable. We surround ourselves with our types of people. Insecurity goes away. We're more comfortable. 
and everything. I mean, it's a lot of comfort in there, but that's ultimately what we're looking for. We want you to be comfortable in your own skin. If you want to have influence, you have to be comfortable in your own skin. You have to be happy with yourself. You have to be focused on what you can control. You have to be focused on your level of influence, expertise, everything. And if you don't have a certain type of expertise or influence that you wished you had, now you have something fun to work on. Now you have something fun to learn about. Now you can go find the people who are influential in that space and have them teach you. But when we want influence and we want people to listen, it all begins with you. So remember, you don't need all the answers. You don't need to be the expert for everything. You can be comfortable and asking questions and, and doing all that. When we put everything on our shoulders and try to do everything, try to do too much, we actually lessen our influence. Um, I mean, we're not dumping all this stuff on other people. It's not like you just say, here, take all this work and let somebody else do it. But we have relationships and people in place to let their expertise shine. How do we leverage each other and share share all of that? Insecurity comes from relationships. Um, the cure for cure insecurity comes from relationships. The cure for influence comes from relationships and expertise. These are the things that we should be focused on and embracing to eliminate the insecurity challenges that we all face. We can't always completely eliminate it, but we certainly want them to go away. So that's it. That's how I'm going to wrap it. Um, I did this one in the afternoon today. I'm completely exhausted. I hope it was helpful, though. Uh, reflect on it over the holidays. I'm recording this in what? Middle of November. So we're coming up on Thanksgiving. Going into Christmas. Um, let's focus on, on how you can influence, whether it's family, whether it's work. How are you influential? And I'd love to hear why. I mean, send me a note. It's This is an amazing kind of self-discovery action that we can have is you have influence on other people. You may not recognize it. Going back, I remember back when I was in Belfast, like, geez, it was like two years ago. And someone had mentioned that we're all ancestors. And I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Like I just saw this post on Reddit. It was all about, you know, you have two parents, four grandparents, eight great grandparents, and it goes all the way up like through 20 generations. All of a sudden you've got 6,000, 4,000 people, whatever, needed to, you know, get their shit together so that you could be here today. And when we think about influence, that's influence, right? All the way down through the generations. But when I was in Belfast at that conference, uh, the homecoming, they said that we were all ancestors. And what are you doing today for the next generation, right? We reflect on great-grandparents and what they did. They came to this country with a penny in their pocket and they built themselves up and look at where we are today. That's great. That's what they did. And they did that for you. What are you doing for the next generation? And when we think about influence, influence isn't just at the workplace. We all have some way that we can influence other people. And don't short-sight that. And don't aim too low on that because that is extremely valuable. When we sit and think about all the people who are influential to you, and I know if you pause for a minute, five names just popped into your head. The really influential people in your life, from your entire life. My question that I'll leave you with, besides how are you influential, is who would name you? Who's going to name you as an influential person in their life? You don't need authority over someone to be influential in their life. And you don't need authority over people at the workplace. You can be influential to a person five levels above you. To, to share your expertise and your value and everything else. So think about that. Enjoy that. Thank you for joining me on this insecurity journey. I'm so secure now. 
and everything. And my insecurity will be back, you know, probably next week because <laughs> it's family Thanksgiving. Insecurities are all, all over the place at a family Thanksgiving. Just kidding for the family members that listen. Um, anyway, have a great holiday. Have a great week. I appreciate it. Send me a note if I can help you in any way. Thank you, as always, for listening, and I'll see you out there soon. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon. Bellwether.